So this episode is very late for us. Uh, I'm I'm sorry about that. Um, a lot has been going on with the uh, as the myth turns cultural interns. Um, so the only thing I have to say is um, this disease is very dangerous. Wash your hands. Stay home as literally as much as you can. And for the love of God, wear your masks when you go outside. You do not want to get this disease. So, yeah, uh, without further ado, let's go on with the episode. As the myth turns, because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, it's Eris, uh, flying solo on this one, as always, it seems like, and probably for the continued time being. So anyway, so today I'm going to tell another Norse myth. This one, obviously I'm not drunk, so a little bit of change of pace there. I will actually be sober for this one, um, but it's still pretty wacky and wild as, as all Norse myths are. Uh, what made me decide to do this one, which is going to be about Fafnir the dragon, so there's two things that I've seen recently, like literally in the last three months that had Fafnir in it. And I was like, oh shoot, like I should tell the story of Fafnir. Anyway, um, so Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid uh, is a Japanese anime. It's on Verve for sure. Might also be on Crunchyroll. Um, I know it was, I first realized it was like a thing um, right around Christmas or so. So, uh, and I do believe that there is a season two that is, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but there's going to be a season two that's coming out. It's just not out now. Fingers crossed that it actually does come out. Anyway, um, but yeah, so there's Fafnir. There's a character, Fafnir, who's a dragon in that one. And he's like super grumpy and kind of greedy. Anyway, so that all kind of fits in really well. And then second, um, literally, so these, this, in my perception, these things happen very close together in my own chronology. Like I watched Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And then um, a couple weeks later, my boyfriend got this little DS game, um, Etrian Odyssey. And I guess like one of them, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, I, I don't know. He's played them literally all back to back and he's working his way through all of them. Uh, but one of them is called Fafnir Knight, where you play this dude who then turns into like this monster i guess either way both character sprites are very kissable so you know monster is kind of a word that's thrown up in the air there so anyway but he's like the fafnir knight anyway so i was like oh dang like if i'm gonna talk about norse myth today i'm gonna talk about fafnir the origin of both of these character type things anyway so yes fafnir so once upon a time uh, Odin, Loki, and Heiner, who is a god that's kind of obscured. He's like the god of like spiritual and silence. Anyway, um, they were palling around and like traveling the world. And uh, they came across this otter and it was like super huge and really like, it, it, was, it was like the world's best otter, right? Uh, and they're like, oh shoot, I bet its pelt would be like really valuable. And by pelt, of course, I mean like its skin. So, um, so Loki throws a rock and hits it and, and he's like, oh shoot, like it just caught a fish. I got an otter and a fish with one stone. Ha ha, I'm so great. 
And that's just a really cute Loki moment. So I always try to add that into the story. Anyway, so yes, so they go, they get the otter, um, they kill it, kind of a group effort, I think. And they skid it, you know, get its pelt or whatever. They're traveling around and they find this house. It's getting late and they're like, oh, well, let's stay the night. And like, we've got this pelt if we need to like trade it for like basically room and board, you know, it's great. It's going to be a great day, you know, fantastic camping without tents just barging into people's homes and asking for them for a bed um okay as much as i get a little like sarcastic with that um that is a thing that happened a lot in this area at this time um i say this area as if it actually happened but like uh like the uh, medieval ages and pre with viking age in scandinavia this was a common occurrence like and also all over europe like travelers might knock on your door at night and be like, can I spend the night? And then you would put them up in like the barn or if you have a spare bed or, you know, someplace by the fire. This is why um, in Europe, especially in a lot of old medieval towns, each town is about half a day's walk from each other. Like literally for this reason, it's like, what can a person reasonably walk in a day? like of constant travel and there's usually like a town or two along that path that you can like and by town it can be like really small five or six buildings essentially like you know a couple of farmsteads maybe a tavern if you're lucky it just you know people walked like that's that's how they traveled anyway this is a really common thing this was not like a weird thing of them to do it also which is why there's a lot of really heavy hospitality things and a lot of early culture because you never really like somebody's coming in you literally taking them out of the dark and out of the cold to take care of them it was really important for society that people like just agreed to do this Anyway, so they've got this pelt. They're like, it's super cool and awesome. Also really valuable. Like, cause it like, you can turn it into like mittens and stuff and like keep your hands warm. Anyway, so like, we'll go, we'll go knock on this door and be like, hey, can you put us up for the night? Anyway, so they knock on the door and you know, they're greeted and everything. And, uh, and so Loki, basically he can't resist it. He's like, look at this cool ass pelt we just got. Isn't it amazing? Um, and except that, uh, so the guy that they were showing it to was this dude named Heimdar. Heimdar. There's an H, there's an R in there. Anyway, um, also apologies for any mispronunciation. I'm, I'm still, I'm working on it. Like I've been watching videos and sometimes I still get tripped up. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work on my pronunciation. Anyway, uh, apologies. I am working on it. Anyway, he, he's like this dwarf king kind of thing. Um, or baron. I, I don't know. Uh, king to me seems it's very big. Like you have a whole kingdom and it's not sure how far like his land stretch. Anyway, whatever. Um, so, so Loki shows off this pelt and Haramdar is like, oh shit, you killed my kid. And Loki and Odin and Heiner are like, come again? Um, because basically Heimdall's kid Otter, like, like, like the Otter, you know, named after, anyway, um, is like the shapeshifter and a master fisherman and stuff, probably because he can shapeshift into an Otter. And, uh, and Heimdall's like, that's the son, that's the skin of my son Otter, like, you murdered my son. And so his other two remaining sons, Regan and Fafnir, mm, um, that, you know, they come out and they're like, and, and uh, Heimdar is like, tie them up. 
Um, he ties up Odin and he ties up Hynir. He leaves Loki unbound um, because it's usually a bad idea to try to bind Loki. We'll get into that when we talk about Ragnarok later. Anyway, so um, so Heimdall is like, you murdered my son. I need recompense or else like we're going to feud, you know, like I will declare war on you guys because it's like you murdered my kid and like the laws of society say like it's not necessarily eye for an eye because um, it's a very Christian thing. But basically like feuds were things that happened and the way that Vikings and by Vikings, I know technically that means pirates, but we get it. We get it. We get it. Okay. So like they're like the way that we handle this is that um, there's a blood price. Like you, you basically, you, you sacrifice something that's valuable to you, um, like, you know, effort or uh, most often money, like you spent time earning this money or like raiding it and whatever. Yeah. You spent time earning this money. And then, so you need to give that to me because you killed my child. Um, and that will basically ensure that I don't come after you. So Blood price is a very interesting thing. Anyway, woo, I'm going to get into the politics of this. Maybe it'd be better if I was drunk. Anyway, so uh, so Odin and Hynir are going to basically be the hostages while Loki gathers up enough money to basically pay off this guy to not come after them for killing their kid. So Loki is like, technically it's me by it's my bad. It's a, I'll, I'll do this. Um, so the price is going to be you have to basically get enough gold, specifically red gold, to fill up this entire otter skin uh, that, you know, like to fill up the skin of my dead son and, and also coat the outside of it. Um, so, so like a shit ton of gold, because this was also a very big man-sized otter. Um, so Loki's like, I got this. Um, so he goes to a place where he knows that there's going to be a lot of gold. Um, he goes to Andvari. Andvari is another dwarf um, who has like this huge ass treasure. Also, thanks to, he has this treasure thanks to this magic ring and Darvanut and Varanat. Yes. Anyway, uh, he has this magic ring that basically like once a day or the morning or whatever, it like makes, not necessarily more of itself, but it like makes gold. Um, and it's, it's magical as fuck. And this is how Anvari happened upon all of his gold. Some of it, anyway, super rich dwarf has like a dragon's hoard of gold, right? So Loki's like, I'm going to visit this guy. So he goes, he, he travels to this guy and that incidentally, there's a lot of shape changing in Norse mythology. Anvari sees Loki and goes, no good can come of this. He turns into a fish and tries to swim away. And then there's like this whole wacky hijink side story where Loki like has to go and visit the goddess Ran, who's the goddess of the sea, and borrows one of her nets. And anyway, he, he comes over he with the net and he manages to capture uh, Anvari. So now he's got Anvari and he's just like, I need all your gold, mate. And Anvari's like, <laughs> there's some threats of breaking of backs involved, essentially. And Vari, uh, I wouldn't say decides to allow Loki the gold because Loki seemed like he was just gonna take it, uh, no matter what. Envari said, um, and but and Vari did beg. He's like, no matter what you do, like I, uh, let me keep this ring. The ring is on his finger, and Loki, uh, Loki's getting all the gold together, <laughs> and Loki because. I guess he just was deciding to be a bastard that day, was just like, nah, I'm going to need that ring too. Um, uncertain of whether Loki knew the magical nature of this ring, 
eh. Anyway, so Loki takes the ring literally off of Anvari's finger. And Anvari is like weeping and crying and cursing. And he's just like, J- I take all of my gold, just leave me my ring. And Loki's like, mm, sucks to be you. <laughs> and and he and he's walking off with the ring. And Anvari, as he's as Loki is walking off, Anvari curses the ring. It's like, may whoever possesses this ring be be met with ill fortune. Whoever has this will have nothing but death. Um, and so now <laughs> it's a cursed ring and Loki, as he's walking away, is all like, doesn't matter because I'm not going to be the one keeping it. I'm just the middleman. <laughs> he's being a punk, I guess. <laughs> so anyway. Aries again. I'm cutting in on my own self to do the commercial break. Um, first I would, uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to change it up a bit this week. Um, I want to thank our listeners. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Um, I hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying, uh, you know, as much as you can during this time of strife and disease and, uh, just stay safe. Uh, wear your masks and wash your hands a lot and stay inside as much as possible stay in your house uh i know it really sucks um but really try to resist the urge to visit people because um it's still super bad um at least in this country anyway uh by this country i mean america i think almost the rest of the world's got it pretty well figured out i know asia's doing pretty well okay um they've they got things locked down tight and, uh, and we didn't. Um, and that's, uh, that's an unfortunate thing. So anyway, I really hope that you guys are doing safe and I, and I, I just thank you all so much for sticking with us and, and, uh, listening to our stuff. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, we'll keep doing it. If you, if you need it, we'll keep doing it. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, I would really like to thank Mac Boyle for producing the show, uh, for giving us advice, for being a super cool dude, um, and also uh, listening to us rants, you know, about our own lives and uh, <laughs> with a, you know, just just a, a calm expression. I would imagine. I don't know. I haven't seen Mac in literally months, but you know, I just his Discord face, you know, is just is so calm and soothing. So anyway, also I drew it for him, so that's. That's a weird self brag there. Um, anyway, thank you, Mac. Uh, you've been great. Uh, I miss you. <laughs> I'd like to thank um, Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries for hosting this show and being our uh, our being our network and for letting us make cool content with you. That's awesome. Um, they're super great. Uh, They've got other podcasts. Um, they've got The Fourth Wall, uh, which is actually a radio play. Fully scripted, fully voice acted, the whole shebang. Um, and also they've got uh, The Holodeck is Broken, which I'm actually on. It's a Star Trek watch, rewatch, or it used to be. We've They've had some um, uh, issues with that, with the whole COVID thing. Um, but yeah, it's still going. It's still going. If you like Star Trek, you should listen to Thib. Um, yeah, and they've, they've got a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah. Um, Check them out if you're able, and thank you so much for uh, uh, Party Apocalypse for hosting us. Um, you guys are great. Fact of the day. So let's talk about rings real quick. Um, the first rings in like human civilization, obviously we're talking about rings for human fingers. 
Uh, it came about like 5,000-ish or so years ago. Egyptians are were some of the first rings uh, that we found. Um, a lot of them were made out of like oh, like woven leather or even like treated reeds, um, you know, worn around the finger. Um, Egyptians believed that like a, like a couple of things, but like the circle was like a very powerful like idea, uh, symbol, object. And also that uh, rings were like, something given to warn uh like for your love like you would exchange rings and stuff like that kind of like a wedding ring but um anyway so so yeah and then also but metal rings have been uh dated back to actually almost right around the same time ish about a little before 2500 bc um hittite civilization produced a lot of metal rings including signet rings so yeah, rings have been around for a while. Uh, they're super cool. They're kind of little. You wear them on your finger. Uh, they're just all around great. Carry carryable jewelry that's easy is, uh, I don't know, apparently a thing that's been fascinating us for a while. So anyway, rings. Haha. <laughs> Back to the episode. All right, so Loki's got his gold, right? And so he uh, so he goes back to Heimdar, fills up the otter. It's interesting that some of the stories that I've run across myself personally, um, they go straight into like he fills up the otter and the Heimdar's like, great, you know, you kill, you know, this this pays for the death of my son, I guess. I shouldn't scoff. Honestly, this was a very effective like uh, policing tool. But in some of the stories, uh, Odin sees the ring. That Loki has this like magical and now cursed ring. And Odin is like, hey Loki, how about you uh, slip that ring over to me because I want it. And Loki's like, sure, all right, cool. You know, you my boo. And then when um Loki's filling up the otter, Heimdall decides it's not enough. It's not enough gold. And he's like, look, I told you to fill this otter and it's not full. And for whatever reason, Odin's like, nah, I got you. And like basically gives the the cursed ring um you know and, and puts it into the otter or on top of the otter and um some some stories have it it's like it's on his whiskers he has to like put the ring like put his whiskers through the ring or something and then that that works um uh but I, either way like there's a couple of stories where odin is just like i'm getting my hands on that ring <laughs> which is like dude this is literally like the blood price you're paying for murdering this guy's son and you're gonna like skim off the top now? You're like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like he literally has you at knife point here. Uh, anyway, just a cool little aside I thought I'd add in. So, Primedar accepts the otter filled with gold and he's like, all right, this won't replace my son, but this will keep me from killing all of you. So, you know, we're both winners. And so Odin, Hymir, and Loki are like, cool, we're going to bounce because uh, this ended not as great as we were hoping, which is about the time when uh, Regan and Fafnir, like the curse starts to take effect. And basically Heimdall is like, I have all this money now. And Fafnir is like, uh, no, you don't, because he was our brother and we should get paid too. And kills his dad, you know. <laughs> For, for reasons and he's taking and he's you know he's he's taking all the gold and I, I imagine there's like blood everywhere or something I just you know that's that's where my brain goes with this um and Reagan is like I say Reagan is it Regan shoot it might be Regan I'm sorry guys it might be Regan anyway so Regan 
It's like, well, he was both of ours brothers, so we should split it. Because apparently the death of his father was like not a big deal for him. Anyway, Fafnir goes, uh, no, I did the killing. It's all mine. And like, in this, at this part of the story, it's it's very clear that Fafnir's being absolutely affected by this ring. Like this curse has taken hold. Fafnir's not acting the way that he normally acts in this time period. So anyway, so I, I will I will like I will defend Fafnir's honor, sort of, kind of at this point. Anyway, so um, so he has a gold. He takes his father's helm, um, the Aegis helm, helm of awe, helm of terror, um, in some translations. And he, he puts it on, he takes all the gold and he just like vamooses, you know, like off to the countryside, essentially. And in this story, so one of the reasons I really like Fafnir, Fafnir, the, the story, he disappears off into the countryside. Uh, he uses the helm to like invoke fear and terror in, in people, scares them all off. He finds this cave and he just like, lays all the gold out, he, you know, spilling the gold out of his brother's remains. Um, and he like makes a bed of it and he sleeps with it. And it's very dragon horde-esque. Um, and like his, his greed turns him into this dragon, into a lindworm actually, um, which is like two legs and wings anyway. And so like he, Fafnir doesn't start as, like most stories, Fafnir doesn't start as a dragon. He's not like a dragon that has a name. He, he is a, well, he's a dwarf, but he's a man. He's, he is a person, uh, a human person who then turns into this, this mythical beast, um, you know, through a curse and through his, I guess, inability to fight off the curse or bad decisions or something like that. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Uh, and so it's very, um, it's very smog. Like if you like Lord of the Rings, who hasn't listened or watched or whatever, Lord of the Rings. Fafnir was the direct inspiration for Smog, that this this dragon that is very greedy and then then also occasionally like leaves his cave to wreak havoc on the the surrounding town um to you know breathe fire although Fafnir doesn't breathe fire Fafnir breathes poison <laughs> he he lets loose these great gushes of poison um, and it like kills people and you know the the survivors run away in fear because it's like here's this dragon who's taken up you know on our village in the cave or whatever he's got a bunch of gold and he's very mean about it but yeah so Fafnir uh, to kind of end up the story um, so Siegfried and Brunhild the if you've ever heard of that story, also Sigurd is the uh, is the Viking translation of Siegfried. Um, so the story of Sigurd is too long for this episode, but Sigurd Sigurd slays Fafnir. Um, he is convinced by Regan. I, I make that sound question because this is a part of the whole Sigurd story. Anyway, so Regan, remember Fafnir's brother, um, basically like talks Sigurd into. You gotta do something about this dragon, man. <laughs> he's, he's wrecking the place. So Sigurd goes and uh, Odin actually shows up um, and gives Sigurd some advice on how to def- how to fight a dragon, how to how to fight him, how to defeat him, how to not get killed by him. And so Sigurd goes and he, you know, takes the advice, all that kind of stuff. And he manages to mortally wound Fafnir. And Fafnir, while he's dying, is like, the, this is the riches, the gold in there is cursed. It will kill you. This is cursed gold. It will be your death. And Sigurd, because I 
don't know, taking a page out of Loki's book, kind of a punk. He just goes, every man is fated to die. I might as well die a rich one. And just like walks all into Fafnir's cave and takes all, takes all the gold. And it's just like, later Gator. <laughs> and goes away and Fafnir dies. So yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like this is a common theme. Not necessarily like the, the weird punkishness, um, but you know, Norse stories, they almost always end in death and bloodshed. <laughs> Um, neat morals though, uh, <laughs> and really cool poetry, but, um, yeah, they're not happy stories. So anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you guys on that note. So, uh, thanks for listening. I hope to catch you next time and maybe next time the next episode won't be so bloody late. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 and subscribe to As the Myth Turns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com.